She took it little by little, savouring every morsel. I hope I've done right, sir, she said one morning. I've given Millie notice. Goddard looked up from his paper. Isn't she satisfactory? he inquired. Not to my thinking, sir, said the woman. And she says she is coming to see you about it. I told her that would be no good. I'd better see her and hear what she has to say, said her master. Of course, if you wish to, said Hannah. Only after giving her notice, if she doesn't go, I shall. I should be sorry to go. I've been very comfortable here, but it's either her or me. I shall be sorry to lose you, said Goddard in a hopeless voice. Thank you, sir, said Hannah. I'm sure I've tried to do my best. I've been with you some time now, and I know all your little ways. I expect I understand you better than anybody else would. I do all I can to make you comfortable. Very well, I leave it to you, said Goddard in a voice which strove to be brisk and commanding. You have my permission to dismiss her. There's another thing I wanted to see you about, said Hannah. My wages. I was going to ask for a rise, seeing that I'm really housekeeper here now. Certainly, said her master, considering. That only seems fair. Let me see. What are you getting? Thirty-six. Goddard reflected for a moment, and then turned with a benevolent smile. Very well, he said cordially. I'll make it forty-two. That's ten shillings a month more. I was thinking of a hundred, said Hannah dryly. The significance of the demand appalled him. Rather a big jump, he said at last. I really don't know that I... It doesn't matter, said Hannah. I thought I was worth it, to you, that's all. You know best. Some people might think I was worth two hundred. That's a bigger jump. But after all, a big jump is better than... She broke off and tittered. Goddard eyed her. Then a big drop, she concluded. Her master's face set, the lips almost disappearing and something came into the pale eyes that was revolting. Still eyeing her, he rose and approached her. She stood her ground and met him eye to eye. You are jocular, he said at last. Short life and a merry one, said the woman. Mine or yours? Both, perhaps, was the reply. If, if I give you a hundred, said Goddard, moistening his lips. That ought to make your life merrier at any rate. Hannah nodded. Merry and long perhaps, she said slowly. I'm careful, you know, very careful. I'm sure you are, said Goddard, his face relaxing. Careful what I eat and drink, I mean, said the woman, eyeing him steadily. That is wise, he said slowly. I am myself. That is why I'm paying a good cook a large salary. But don't overdo things, Hannah. Don't kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. I'm not likely to do that, she said coldly. Live and let live. That is my motto. 
Some people have different ones, but I'm careful. Nobody won't catch me napping. I've left a letter with my sister in case. Goddard turned slowly, and in a casual fashion put the flowers straight in a bowl on the table, and wandering to the window looked out. His face was white again and his hands trembled. To be opened after my death, continued Hannah. I don't believe in doctors, not after what I've seen of them. I don't think they know enough, so if I die, I shall be examined. I've given good reasons. And suppose, said Goddard, coming from the window, suppose she is curious and opens it before you die. We must chance that, said Hannah, shrugging her shoulders. But I don't think...